Side, 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 side. Hey everybody, what's happening? It's Ed Lovers, come on, son. The podcast overseen by, of course, Combat Jack all the time. Rest in peace to the God. Love you dearly, bro. A lot of stuff going on in the life, man. I'm I am like the worst procrastinator in, in ever. Like ever. Like I am the worst. I'm I mean, there's a lot of people like me, but sometimes I feel like I'm all alone in this world, in this shell, because I'm a procrastinator. It may sometimes it may take me a whole ass year to do something that I thought about a long time ago. And I'm getting to the point in my life where I don't like dealing with a lot of people because a lot of people, I'm not going to say use that cliche of fake, but a lot of people full of shit. And I don't feel like I want to waste my time on people that's full of crap anymore. So I'll just procrastinate and do things with people. And here's the sad thing about a lot of my life. I have never really gone to a point where I've excelled at the hands of my brothers and sisters. White people seem to recognize my talent more than my own brothers and sisters. And I guess that's just the way that the cards played out for me. Um, I guess that's just the way it is. MTV saw it. Um, Charlie Stetler saw it. Um, Hot 97 saw it with Steve Smith. Um, Sirius XM saw it. Every time I've done dealt with an exclusive black radio station, I got screwed. Radio 1 don't get it at all. They didn't get it, and now here I am at Intercom, and they get it. Like, it's always, you know, I've had my moments. Like, you know, big shout-out to the fellas over at uh, uh, Southside, the TV show Southside. They saw it, you know. But mostly, mostly for me, it's been white people. The Tom, the whole Tom Hanks joints, that the CNN stuff that I've done, that's all that does. Really, just, just white people calling for me, man. That's white people. I guess that's the way we are, man, as, as, you know, black people. But I do get inspired by my brothers and sisters. Tyler Perry, big up to you all the time, bro. You you have inspired all of us to do something greater with our lives, to just, just bog down and work hard and achieve our goals. Big shout out to you. And this week, I was absolutely inspired by Will Smith. Will Smith put a post up on on the gram where he was talking about somebody yelled out to him that they wanted to be an actor just like him. And he said, could you imagine if that person just went in and started putting in the work? And I don't know if y'all know this about me, but acting is something that I love to do. I was really bitten by the acting bug when uh, Dre and I did Who's the Man? It came out in 1993. It was like the next thing that I just wanted to do is just be an actor and work and work and work and work. Right. And I got a few roles here and a few roles there. And then Dre and I had a three picture deal with Universal. And then they fired the president. And then the president, the next guy that came in, negated our deal, didn't think, I guess he didn't think it was good enough. or He just wanted to go in a whole totally different direction. I don't know what it is. We got a fat check out of it, but we never got to make the movies after Who's the Man that we wanted to make as a team. The movie did pretty well this opening weekend. You know, we did we did our thing. Siskel and Ebert gave us two thumbs up. Spawned Barbershop off of that because of the barbershop scenes in the movie and stuff like that. Dre and I being 
barbers who couldn't cut. You know, Cube just took it and did something else with it. And, you know, big up to him, man. I mean, Cube's my dude. But, you know, we know that we did the barbershop thing before anybody else did. And I'm just mad I didn't think about doing a whole movie called Barbershop. You know, so that being said, let's revert back to what I initially said about me being a procrastinator. Like, I want to work out. I want to, you know, get my body in a better, better shape, but I am not the kind of person that can stick to it. I'll procrastinate. I'll know I'm supposed to go to the gym and I won't go. You know, I know I want to do this with my life and I and I don't get around to doing it. So after Will said that, I just decided, listen, man, the only way I'm going to get better at acting is I have to study it. That's really the only way that you can get better at anything. Like we all have hopes and dreams and desires but you got to study something if you want to get good at it and i've been putting off going to acting school for the longest y'all like i'm serious this is this is serious procrastination i know i needed to do it and i just never got around to it because i always let something different or a circumstance pull me into a different direction that's why i kind of never got to it you know i put it off put it off put it off then something would come up and then i would start doing that or is a new job and I got to start concentrating on that or I got to move or I got to come to Chicago or something like that, you know, or I'm in Atlanta and don't know what's going to happen for two years. So I'm nervous, you know, so I put it off, put it off, put it off. And finally, I just settled down and decided to do it. And I signed up the other day for acting school and I'm just going to study that. I think my problem with acting now, as opposed to couple of years ago maybe five years ago I'm not exactly sure of the numbers so don't quote me on that is when you went to audition then you auditioned in front of a casting director when I did Undisputed with Wesley Snipes and Ving Rhames I auditioned in front of Ruben Cannon and I think that's the only time I've ever heard you got the job like right there when I did uh Come Sunday with Chiwetel Ejiofor I auditioned in front of a casting director and then I got a call back to come back and audition. When I did the commercial with Reverend Run, I auditioned in front of a casting director and then got a call back to audition. Nowadays, it's more like, can you put this on tape? Can you put this on tape? And I'm not really good at putting stuff on tape because I really don't know where the casting director wants you to come from. So at least if I audition in front of a casting director, they'll give me... They'll nine times out of ten, if they think you're decent, they'll say to you, hey, try it this way. Like, they'll give you more of a direction of what they're looking for, a casting director, and then the second time you might come in and audition in front of producers and directors. So I have procrastinated for years about really seriously studying the craft of acting because I was getting so much, I really didn't think in the back of my mind that I needed it, but I did. And if you want to be good at something, you have to just get off your butt and, and study it. It's not, it ain't going to happen overnight. And for me, I just want to be a working actor. A long time ago, I saw this documentary. I can't remember what it was called. But it was just about working actors. Not necessarily superstars, but just people that you see in a lot of different things and they make it a great living. I want to be that guy where somebody goes, oh my God, I just saw you. And such and such. And another thing that's been holding me back is the Ed Lover brand coming from MTV and hip hop 
and all of that. Um, and I had Wood Harris on one of the podcasts. I don't know if y'all listen to that podcast. I had Wood Harris on one of the podcasts. And Wood Harris said to me, if that's something that you want to do, you have to do it. Because he really has studied the art of acting. And when I told him that I felt like Ed Lover, the brand of Ed Lover coming from MTV and radio and hip hop and all of that, he said you have to kill Ed Lover in order to be who you want to be. The same way Will had to kill the Fresh Prince. It's, it's, it has to happen. Everybody's not going to be as lucky as Queen Latifah that can go into acting, do her thing, and still be Queen Latifah. Everybody's not going to be as fortunate as Ice Cube that can, you know, still be named Ice Cube and create your own stuff like that. That He was very smart and very lucky that he had a partner that was willing to find stuff and create stuff and go get the stuff done based on the success of other things that he had. I have to kill Ed Lover, the hip-hop radio personality, and J.E. Roberts has to be the actor. So it's funny because when I went to my first um, orientation at my acting school here in Chicago, they didn't even know who I was as Ed Lover. And, you know, my given name is James, James Edwin Robertson. I'm going by J.E. Roberts as an actor because I don't want when a casting director sees a tape or whatever from Ed Lover, I don't want them to see that. I want them to see this tape from J.E. Roberts. And then if they recognize me, fine. But I think I'm going to get more of a better look going in as J.E. Roberts than Ed Lover because... At Lover, I always got to play me. I don't want to play the radio guy no more. I don't want to play, oh, it's, you know, I don't get me wrong. I appreciate it, Southside. It gave me a chance to do my thing. It was Ed Lover's Cold Wings and Hot Spades Tournament. No, Cold Spades and Hot Wings. That's what it was. Ed Lover's Cold Spades and Hot Wings Tournament. Y'all can catch it on demand. It's on Southside. But it was still me playing at Lover. When I did Fresh Off the Boat, it was still me being at Lover. Um, when I did, uh, in the cut, I didn't have to play Ed Lover. I played a character and that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to be a character. I want to be a guest star on something that's a character. I don't want to be me because that's not pushing any boundaries for me as an actor, just playing me. I don't, I want to be the guy that's behind the bar on law and order that they come in and ask a question to. I want to be the police officer that finds the body in the park and it has a few words with this person or that person. That's that's what I want to be until I get up to the point where I'm a co-star of a film or I'm doing Broadway, you know, some serious dramatic role or I'm doing off-Broadway or even community. It's something that I really, really want to do. And the only re- way I'm going to be good at it is I have to study it and I have to kill Ed Lover. Now, Ed Lover will never die because... Radio is where I make my money. So I'll be Ed Lover on the radio. When I do stand-up, I'll be Ed Lover. But when I'm doing movies and television or Broadway or off-Broadway or whatever, J.E. Roberts has to be the name that I go under. That Ed is always going to be there. That E is for Ed. It's always, always going to be there. That's not going to go anywhere at all. But J.E. Roberts has to take over, man, because... For too many years, you get put into a certain 
place and you know you get you get marked or stereotyped or, or whatever and people oh who is that? that guy used to be on MTV I'm not even gonna look at you know I'm not even gonna call like, let's call him in for shits and giggles to see what he got like I don't want I don't want that anymore and the only way I'm gonna get past that is I have to study the craft I have to know the craft you know I gotta work with people that know the craft I gotta work with people that's inside of it you know I did psych I did psych on USA you know with Dulay Hill and, and James, and I did that, but I was still at Lover, Mr. Come On, son. You know, so, and it's nothing wrong with that, but that's not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. That's not something that's going to get me to where I want to be. It's not something that's going to get me on screen, you know, with whoever. Idris Elba, Denzel Washington. Or Common is very good at doing that. He's been able to moving along extremely well while still capitalizing on the fact that he's a rapper and him and John Legend won an Oscar. So he's been able to do that. So as, as Queen Latifah, you know, so as Ice Cube, but Will Smith dropped the Fresh Prince to become Will Smith. You know, he dropped it. He totally concentrated on acting. He stopped making records. He stopped doing all of that. I mean, I think the last thing he really did was on the soundtrack of Wild Wild West. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. You always do. But he had to drop that in order to achieve what he wanted to achieve. And Ed Lover has to take a back burner. I can't make it take a whole back burner yet because I'm not just making money off of acting. That radio job keeps the lights on. But it's going to have to take, while I'm studying... That's what it's going to have to do. So I need to get good enough to where my audition tape is a knock, a knockout. Because they that's what they're moving towards. Can you put it on tape? Put it on tape. I've auditioned for so many things on tape, y'all. I just don't think I'm good enough right now. And that's probably the reason why I'm not getting callbacks when I put stuff on tape. I, I think that's a big part of the reason. Because my tapes... Auditions are probably trash. Like the last couple of auditions I did, they probably looked at it and was like, this dude ain't got it. And so I really need to audition. Like you got to, at some point, I mean, study. At some point, folks, you got to be real with yourself. Like you have to look and say, you know what? If this, if I'm auditioning and I'm not getting callbacks, it's because I'm not good enough. So I need to study. I need to get my chops right. I need to get with people that can teach me techniques, scene study classes, how to audition. It's a science to this. You know, just because your man is nice with his hands in the street don't mean he's nice in the boxing ring. They train and they study the sweet science of boxing. There's a certain way that you should box. You can't take a street dude and put him in a ring with Errol Spence Jr. Matter of fact, while I'm on that subject, Errol Spence Jr., please get well soon, bro. He was in a, a, a car accident, y'all, and he got thrown out of his uh, Ferrari the other day. And they say he was in, uh, as of when I recorded this, they say he was in ICU. But he's going to live and he's going to be okay. So big shout out to Earl Spence Jr. And my point being that he trained and he learned the sweet science of boxing. You can't just throw some dude that can knock a couple of dudes out in your neighborhood in the ring with Earl Spence. He will destroy them. 
So what makes me think that I deserve to be on screen with people who have studied this craft for years just because I'm a lover of personality? No, I want to be respected. I want to be a working actor. And the only way I'm going to do that is I have to study the craft. It's the only way that's going to happen for me. And and that's got to happen if I got to stop procrastinating. I got off my butt the other day and I finally did it. And now I'm going to classes and I'm studying and I will study everything. I even told my agent, my agent at the people store in Atlanta, I told him I ain't taking no auditions now. I don't want to audition. I just want to study. That's all I want to do. I'm just going to study. And then I'll let y'all know when I feel like I'm ready to audition for stuff again. Unless somebody just calls me and say, we want Ed. That's the only way I'm doing something. I'm not auditioning for nothing right now. Cause I need to study this and I need, I need to get this thing right. I've been procrastinating for too damn long way too long like it's, it's it, it makes me sick how long i've been procrastinating you're never going to get to the point of where you want to be in life procrastinating and i think a part of me was scared just really scared that i, I that it wasn't going to happen it's just scared like okay i'll just go along with the way things are now because deep down inside of me i'm i'm afraid can't be afraid, y'all. And it's it's weird for me to admit this because this is the I think the first time I've ever publicly admitted that I've been afraid. I've been watching other people move. I'm not the jealous type, you know. So I don't be like why them and not me and stuff like that. I don't I don't do that. I just try to stay in my lane and get what I can get. But I had to admit to myself that you got to get better if you want to do better. You got to be better. And in order to be better, you have to, you just got to study. That goes on. That's just in life in general, man. You can't complain and say, you you know, nobody's going to let you in the hospital to, to, you know, become a nurse and you don't have your nurse's degree. You got to study to get that. You're not going to be no LPN or RN or none of that without going to school and get your degree. Ain't nobody going to let you work on them and you're not a doctor. You know, they not. It's, it's not gonna happen. So if you want to be a doctor, you gotta study to be a doctor. You want to be an attorney, you gotta study to be an attorney. You want to be a great actor, you gotta study to be a great actor. You want to be a singer, take voice lessons. You want to be a rapper, study the best. Study the best. Watch flow. Study flows. Write your own lyrics to somebody else's song with their flow. Study flows until you get it right. You watched, you have watched, if you love music, you have watched every single artist go through the transitions. And the best ones to do it are the ones that have studied the craft. Unless you just naturally gifted like that. And I'm not naturally gifted as like Tupac was. But Tupac went to the school of the arts too, so he did study a little bit. But he did have a natural gift. I'm not naturally gifted like that. I'm okay. I want to be great. So I got I got to study. So I stopped my procrastination. I congratulate myself for that. And I finally enrolled in a school. And I'm starting to study. I think in December my classes start. 
I sat on a in on a scene study class the other day. When I went down for my orientation, it was so phenomenal. And it was so cool to, you know, I didn't want to stay in the whole class because I didn't pay for it. I felt like I'd be stealing. I didn't want to do that. So when I finally left the class after about 45 minutes, I said thank you to the instructor for letting me sit in on her class. And she was like, well, thanks for coming in, James. It's nice to meet you, you know? And the whole class, I was like, you got to take care. They was like, okay, James, nice to meet you, James. Nobody calls me James. My mother doesn't even call me James. You have to know me from school in order to call me James. Everybody, it's been Ed for so long, or Ed Lover for so long, nobody calls me James, even though it's my given first name. And that's why I'm going into this thing as James. It's the rebirth of James, you know? Rebirth of J.E. Roberts. That's what I'm doing with this acting thing. This acting art. It's not a thing. It's not something you just, oh, I want to I wanna get into that acting. Go study it. Go work on it. It's open for anybody that wants to try. It's not like a closed off thing. Like you can't get good at it if you study it. It's just playing a different role outside of yourself. But you gotta, you, you definitely gotta study it if you want to get good at it. You got to study it, and I'm okay. But I, I just want to be great. I don't want to be okay. I don't want to be I. Right. I want to be fantastic. There's a lot of people out there, man, that that want to be fantastic in different aspects of their life, but they don't know how to go about it. All right. This is Come On Son, the podcast. Y'all know me. I'm Ed Love. I'm going to take a little break. And when I come back, I got a lot of stuff, other stuff to talk about. But thanks for listening. Let me get that off my chest right now. Come on, son. son. Welcome back to Come On Son, the podcast. I'm Ed Lover, the chief operating officer of this podcast right here. I got a few things that happened, man, this past week that I really want to get off my chest. The BET Hip Hop Awards of 2019. Against my better judgment, I sat there and I watched the BET Hip Hop Awards. I'm not taking nothing away from nobody out there that's doing their thing. But when I finished watching it, I felt like I was watching the BET B-list hip-hop awards because the people who are reigning supreme in hip-hop right now, I'm talking about the big names, the big ones, the Drakes, the Waynes, the Cardi Bs, the, uh, you know, the, you know, there's a lot of them. You know, it's a lot of them. They didn't show up. They wasn't there. They weren't participating. They was nowhere near the BET Hip Hop Awards. I think Lil Duval did a great job as a host. Taking nothing away from him. Lil Duval is funny. I find him humorous. He's very likable. It's easy to love Lil Duval. Okay, but I just felt like BET did a shoddy-ass job with this. And always remember one thing when you're thinking of BET. When Bob Johnson owned BET, I'm going to give y'all a little lesson. Some of y'all might be young. You don't know who Bob Johnson is. He was the owner and the creator of BET. 
When he had BET in the early days of BET, it was honestly black entertainment television because nobody else was doing it. MTV in its early stages were not showing black videos. Bob Johnson created BET as an outlet. Bob Johnson built the business up till it was worth over a billion dollars and then he sold it to Viacom. Viacom is run by white people. So now you have white people, and there's nothing wrong with white people. Like I said before, biggest breaks I ever had in my life came at the hands of white people. White people run BET now. Still called black entertainment television, but the influences and the budgets and everything is coming from somebody white. It's not coming from Bob Johnson and his family. Deborah Lee is not there anymore. Right? Steve is not there anymore. They were let go a while ago, a couple of years ago. They had a hold on BET that I absolutely loved because no matter what they did, they always added a little class to it. Always added a little class. BET Hip Hop Awards of 2019 was 80, 89 to 90% tasteless. Some things would have never happened under Deborah Lee. And it stood out like a sore thumb. And also remember, y'all, BET through Viacom is all around in different countries. And this is the way for people who never had interaction with black people that have some sense. This is what they think about us. And a lot of people, ah, man, Ed, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You should care. If you don't care for yourself, you should care for your children. And a lot of tasteless shit went down. The ciphers I loved. I don't think they had enough ciphers. The ciphers I loved, I have nothing bad to say about anybody that was in that cipher and um, until the comedy cipher. Didn't dig the comedy cipher at all. I thought the comedy cipher should have been funnier. I was expecting a lot of great punchlines and jokes. And I think a lot of those people that was on the comedy cipher really thought they were MCs. You weren't there to be an MC. You was there to be an MC and be funny at the same time. I didn't really dig the comedy cipher at all. Kind of fell flat with me. But that's just me. You may have enjoyed it. I, I didn't quite care for it. The regular ciphers I thought was dope. The rap battle, mm-mm. Please don't ever, ever, ever do that again. You could see it in the audience that they weren't even slightly, slightly amused by the rap battles. When did rap battles become all about how you going to shoot somebody? How you going to murder them? What happened to murdering them with lyrics? What happened to murdering the outfit the dude got on? What happened to murdering the haircut game? All I heard was take the nine out and let it shine out. And put you in the meat grinder and let it grind out. Spray this thing like I'm spraying Windex. Cut off your balls and turn you into the opposite sex. When it, I mean, they may get a ooh out of, out of the, the, you know, shout out to Smack and Smack DVD and URL and all of that. But, man, that didn't play well on television. It didn't seem like it was organized. It, was, it fell flat. And it was tasteless. Yeah, it, it, it was absolutely tasteless. I thought Megan Thee Stallion did an excellent job with her number. Um, I think Little Duval was rocking it, the City Boys, Hot Girls thing. 
until the little person came out and, and they turned it to a twerk fest. And then the girl and the paraplegic, I didn't think that was cool at all, man. I know maybe you was trying to be all inclusive. Maybe that was your cousin or something, but it, it should have been announced. But the paraplegic in the wheelchair, I thought was totally, and this is just my opinion. You may agree or may not agree. I thought that was totally tasteless and it made us look bad. I don't know if she was part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I don't know what she was trying to say that everybody could twerk or everybody could, anybody or everybody could be a hot girl. I don't know what you were saying, but it didn't come off that way. It looked bad. And then when you brought the little person out and they panned to the audience, the audience was laughing. They weren't laughing with you. They was laughing at you. It's almost like you were making fun of little people. That was not cool. I didn't, I didn't think that was cool at all. Really didn't think that was cool. Giving Little Kim the Icon Award, I thought was dope. Um, even though I didn't agree with how she kind of downed BET during her acceptance speech. That was a little weird. Um, I really, really like Rhapsody's, Rhapsody's performance because it seems like it was Twerkathon 2019 and Rhapsody kind of calmed everything down. Chance was there. He's big time. So he's A-list. So it just wasn't all, you know, the B-list. And they kept they kept uh, putting the camera on Quavo from from uh, the Migos because he was like the only one there. The rest of them wasn't even there. Like, you know, these are the big time sellers, the Migos and Drake and all. And they was like, they wasn't even in the building. So it kind of, like I said, to me, it was 89, 88, 89% tasteless. Like, we got to show that we got some class. We get to a certain point and, you know, we got to show that we got some class. I liked Anderson Pac. I thought Anderson Pac and YB and Corday's uh, performance was really good. I really liked that. I liked a lot what, with uh, with uh, Chance the Rapper did. I loved what Rhapsody did. I thought Rick Ross was a little flat because the hype man was louder than Rick Ross. I don't know if that came across on your television screen like that. Um, you know, I loved when T-Pain came out. Um, is it sore tea? Sweet, sweet tea? Uh, that young lady, uh, uh, I, come on, son. I wasn't really feeling your performance at all. You know, I, I didn't feel, I like the fact you ain't taking clothes off, but I really wasn't kind of feeling that performance at all. Yeah, it was a little stiff. You need to get back in and get with your choreographer a little bit more. There was some, it was just like a lot of just really embarrassing moments to me, man. And it's just, I don't know what it is. I don't know who's in charge of it. I don't know, man, but the, the star power definitely was not there. That star power was not there at all. Not there at all, man. And I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I'm old. You know, I know that wasn't for me, but I watched it anyway so I could come back and talk about it on my podcast. But I know that shit wasn't for me. Like, I know 100% that that is wasn't for me or my generation. And I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. I'm 110% fine with that. I'm cool, but I'm going to speak on something that I think is embarrassing. If I think it's embarrassing African-Americans as a whole, I'm going to speak on it. You ever seen that, that, uh, 
Saturday Night Live skit that Keenan Thompson do when it's like, ooh, we, what's up with that? What's up with that? And he's a talk show host, but he never really talked to the guests because every time the guests say something, he finds a reason to break out into that song, what's up with that? And then all of these people just come out of nowhere and it could be a marching band, it could be a funeral director, it could be like a monkey or whatever. And he just keeps singing, what's up with that? That's how I felt about Little Duval's performance, especially towards the end. He was like, why is all of this stuff happening on this stage? Like, were you going to bring an elephant out next? Or some woman's going to gonna hump, twerking while donkeys behind her humping? It was just, it, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. That, and, I, and like I said earlier, not taking anything away from Little Duval, because I, I find him very entertaining. I thought he was a great host, okay? And he's very, very likable. But that thing with all the rest of that at the end, that was embarrassing and uncalled for. And that's just my opinion on it. Who knew Iman Shumpert had those skills like that? Iman Shumpert spit fire. I always knew that King Lowe's had fire. I love Cash Doll. I loved everybody that was in the ciphers. Iman Shumpert showed up and showed out. Showed up and showed out. Big shout out to Amon Shumper. So if I had to rate it 1 to 10, 2019 BET Hip Hop Awards, I would rate it 6 would be my rating. Got to get more star power on it and somebody has to take over, man. It has some real vision and direction and keep the thing stylish. I mean, style full stylish and classy classy there's room for both of those things on each end of the spectrum there's room for some twerking and there's room for some style and i just thought it was more ghetto than it was stylish and that's just how i felt about it it's just my opinion man you don't have to agree but this is my podcast and i get to say what i want to say so I'm cool with that. Real cool with that. Coming up, man, I'm, I'm going to have a conversation with a friend of mine who started a clothing company called Fashion Geek. Who's doing some things with Puma that is putting Puma in everybody's face. And it's making Puma the brand to wear for 2019 going into 2020. His name is Alonzo Jackson. And I'm going to be having a conversation with Mr. Alonzo Jackson coming up next. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. I'm Ed Lover. Come on, son. Come on, son. son. Hey, y'all, it's Ed Lover. And as I promised, I got one of the premier creative minds, owner and creative director of Fashion Geek right here with me, my man, Zoe Jackson. Zoe, what's good, bro? What's up, fam? How First you? of all, since the last time that you and I were together, big things have come to fruition, brother. Yes, sir. Tell us about it. Uh, since then, we last time we spoke about ComplexCon. Yeah. Since then, we've, we've, we finally released the whole collection. The collection, the Geek Puma collection is out. Yes, sir. And you've been, I've been watching your, your Instagram like crazy. You've been all over the place, bro. Yeah, Tell everybody man. where you've been. Uh, we launched it in Chicago. We went from Chicago to St. Louis. Went from St. Louis to Atlanta. Atlanta to New York. 
Uh, we came home for a day. I had a couple things with this other company I got going on. Mm-hmm. Then we shot back to um, Boston. And we got three more cities that's pending. That's gonna happen next week. Okay, how do you how do you choose like what specific store? Because it's not available everywhere. Right. It's 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 one of those things. I'm wearing the jacket right now, y'all. It's one of those things that if you have it. You should have it. I like to call it like a quick strike or like so, a hyper strike. Like exactly. you remember when, when when certain sneaker companies would put out a shoe and it would just be there for a limited time only then it's gone. Yes, sir. This is the way this is, and Same the hype thing. that's surrounding it is is so crazy. How do you choose what store and what city you want to put it in? Well, Puma has they um they plan. You know what I mean? We just what I did it was like yo, okay, these are the markets that you guys want to touch. I'm gonna do my own thing because I'm always on the independent wave anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I just rock out with the brands and the stores that's been rocking with me for years. And I got a, a, a my own just personal relationships pretty much in every city. So when they see what we did the first pop up, everybody's been hitting me like, "We gonna do it here? We gonna do it here?" I'm like, "Let's let's just do it." Right. That's what we've been doing. And just even though we on the we on the corporate time with, with with Puma cities, like five of the cities is on the independent time on my side. Okay, and the rest of them is on Puma side. Yeah, Puma got you know, like I said, they got their markets where they got a touchdown, but I'm 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 going way bigger than that, man. I'm putting it all in. So 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 far, how um has the response been? Amazing, man. Like humbling, just to see people coming out. I'm still in shock. It'd be a lot of people out, a lot of people purchasing product, man. A lot of pictures, a lot of everything. It's just been humbling, man. What has too. been the, the city that has surprised you the most? <sighs> You know, New York is always on the on yeah, the edge man. of fashion. Yeah, it's a it's a fashion capital of the world. But what city has absolutely surprised you? It's like, yo, I didn't even know it was bubbling like that here. Uh, Boston. Really? Yes, Boston came out, man. It's a packed house. A lot of people bought the brand. It was just amazing. The the Q and A we did, it was insane, man. Boston really really shocked me. I really. Really, really shocked. Because you didn't think Boston would come out like that? No, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't. And even with, even though New York is is everything, uh-huh. just because there's so much competition, I didn't expect New York to be as big as well. And New York was dope, too. But bro, Boston, you man. know you bubbling in New York, yeah, bro. Yeah, man, you, you I are, know. You, <laughs> are, you already still, know that. What, it's still humbling, man. Was, yeah. was, was Boston one of your hand-picked stores, or was that a Puma thing? Nope, that was me. It was. Yeah, that was relationships, guys that I deal with that I knew wasn't, you know, on the radar with, with Puma. Uh-huh. I just wanted to, you know, open the eyes of them. They saw it. Yeah, absolutely. This has been going on with you since 2004. Correct. What was the uh, mindset behind creating Fashion Geek? Well, we, we was always told what we can and can't do. You know what I'm saying? I was a huge fan of just, you know, the fathers before us with the Kanai's and you know, uh, Maurice Malone, just all the all the guys. Did you that see that that's coming back? No. Yes. Wow. Yes, I did. My boy sent it to me on Instagram the other day. Wow. That they Maurice Malone is back, bro, and wow. he's doing it again. Wow, man, that's amazing. Supposed to, man. Everything goes like this, man. Yes. So it's it's, it's supposed to. I'm I'm excited. Uh. And that's that's what got me going. You know, in '04 we just decided like. Y'all, I'm going to do something and, and try it. People kept telling me, you can't do it without this. You don't have an investor, and you got to do this, and you got to go to school. Just a lot of trial and error. Dropped it, and 
I haven't done anything since. What do you think is the biggest mistake you made when you first started? Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that might be listening. There's a lot of people that come, yo, I got a fashion mm-hmm. line and, you yeah. know, stuff like that. What do you think is your biggest mistake? Biggest mistake was taking everything personal. Really? Yeah. Meaning what? Well, you will, you will meet some guys that you know you're talented, and you're like, yo, can we do this? Can we do that? Instead of understanding this is politics, and they may have friends that's doing what you're doing, and different different situations where you feel like they can just push the button and go just understanding it wasn't it wasn't personal and it just takes time you know mm. it's, it's just not when you're ready to go how how was it hard not to get discouraged and, and give up well this is what i love so i don't have a choice you know what i'm saying with anybody else if you're doing it for money or for whatever other reasons you're gonna definitely have times where you're like yo i'm, I'm done with this but i don't ever want to do anything else i've never wanted to do anything else outside of basketball so this is what I'm gonna do till they lay me down. So either it's gonna it's gonna be in retail, it's gonna be in styling, it's gonna be in manufacturing, or it's just gonna be in designing. But I'll be in this industry forever. How did the name Fashion Geek come about? Well, at the time in 04, it wasn't it wasn't a thing to say I'm a geek or I'm a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was before the it got cool for us to wear glasses and clean up a little bit and be a little <laughs> more perfect. Yeah, so it was it was different. And at the time, it was just like, yo, a nerd or a geek is somebody that's just looked down on for being, you know, studying and just and that. So why not attach what I love to a person that doesn't think about anything else and just that's how the marriage began. Right. That's Because that's exactly what you are. Yes, sir. A geek for fashion. All day, all night. (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else. Nothing else matters. Nothing. As long as we say. I saw saw a thing that that, uh, quote that Estee Lauder said. And she was like, when I, every day of my life, I wake up and sell. Wow. I sell, I sell, and I sell. I sell to people who are tired of me selling. That's it, man. Is that what you do? It's a lifestyle, man. Every day it's about fabric. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I'm doing, it's cool. As long as we healthy and and, and, and all about nonviolence, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's it's about being fresh. You fresh. I see you all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about, man. You've been fresh forever. I've been following you for a very long time, man. So Thank you, brother. You understand it? Yeah, I, I get it because <laughs> yeah. I try to stay fresh all the time. Like, I always say if I could pop a tag every day, I would. Yeah. If every day of my life I could get up and wear something different and didn't have to repeat, no doubt. I absolutely would because I love clothes. Yeah, I man. love good quality fly colorful clothes and i see a lot of men out there that just stay away from colors and i don't understand it i love colors i wear pink yeah. i wear purple i wear lavender yeah. I, I love it man it's, i absolutely love it. i wear anything it's just an expression of you man you know what i'm saying it says it like yo i'm fun you know what i'm saying everything is not so serious you know we all love black that's a beautiful color yeah it you is. know what i'm saying but at the same time it's like yo i gotta be able to to just show some fun. I just watched the dope video of you the other day, man. One of my dopest, dopest, dopest videos ever is the Total Joint, man. Oh, <laughs> sitting in my room <laughs> That's joint. That's my joint. Yeah, big up to Puff, man. Puff actually <laughs> actually called me and asked me that would I do that video yeah, for him. You fly as ever, all black. That was absolutely, yeah. you know what, that was, that was, that, 
that trench coat was Gucci. Insane, was it? That, oh my God. That Insane. Misa bro. Hilton, big shout out to Misa. Misa styled me for that video. Wow. And then I like that jacket so much that I had my man Guy from 5001 Flavors yeah. recreate wow. that jacket for me. I tried to keep that one. She was like, nah, <laughs> we got to take that back. That jacket, yeah, that it, trench it was, was insane, hard. bro. And that's what I'm saying. Who? When the last time somebody said that to you? That's just, nobody. You're that's the first person to ever bro. say like, that I I'm saw. Really, yeah, I Misa did that styling. Like, you see this video, dude? Yeah, man. Misa did that styling yeah, on man. that video right there. She Big shout it. out to She killed it, man. This whole collection, the Puma Geek Fashion Geek collection, took almost two years yeah. to come to market. Yeah, this sampling process is what you got to learn when you're dealing with, with, the, with the higher ups. You know what I'm saying? The mm -hmm. stuff they can and can't do. Uh, the sample come back. you like, y'all want to change this. That may be three months, you know what I'm saying? Wow. They approve this, and then it's just, when you're working with the companies, I know you know more than anybody, man. It's not your time. It's when it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. as an artist, you're like, yo, what are we waiting on? The bus. they like, no, nah, we got this project, this project, this project. So it took it took a little over two years. You know what wow. I mean? So you would send stuff to them, ideas that you like. This is what I did. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? They may send it back and say no. Well, they was feeling it, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was all new to them. It took, you know, shout out to the whole Puma team. We we would go to Boston, you know, in the office, and we'd design, and we'd tell them we want to do this. And, you know, they're used to the traditional way, so they had been something. And a lot of the staff didn't get it at first. They tell me all the time. They love it now. But they like, yo, we thought you was, was wilding. Like, I didn't, I didn't tell it at all. But <laughs> they rock with it now, man. So, you know, it's just a blessing. But you would go to Boston, we design, send it back. For the most part, they they approved everything. It's just getting the sampling together. Okay. That's yeah. what takes a little time. That, so they when, if they approve the design, because a lot of people don't know how the process works, and I'm exactly. trying for you to explain to them okay. how this whole yeah. process would work. Okay. Well, yeah, this would, they, they send you the silhouettes and the models that they're rocking with for that year or the upcoming year. Okay. They have a, a projection of, of what's dropping next year. I already got my 2020 samples. Okay. You know what I'm saying? For for next year. And they tell you, this is what you got. This is your canvas. This is your blank canvas. You know what I'm saying? What we doing. It's up to you to come up with something that's clean and safe. You know what I'm saying? Or just push the envelope a little bit. And all my silhouettes uh, that, that's been out, like the, the track jacket you wear. Yeah. That's a classic track jacket that's been there since day one. Yeah. I took it and made the logo a little bit bigger just to give it that old school appeal. And the collar is actually a little bit taller. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's much be, taller than yeah, normal. It's just a little old school feel to it. So that's just what I did was just use the um, the classic silhouettes and gave it my twist. That's what they give you. You know what I'm saying? They tell you what's dropping. You come back and forth. Sometimes the sample might come back whack. Sometimes it don't. It come back and forth. You sign off. And then it's time to push on how we releasing it. Okay. And that so, push might take a while, too, yeah. because they have other things already course, lined up. yeah. Like, uh, shout out to Nip. Nip Collection dropped right before mine. Okay. Got a whole lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Rude Collection. Another guy that's uh, doing his thing with Puma. You know, Puma Basketball is on fire right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With Emery. Shout out to Emery, big bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a whole calendar that, that Puma has. And, you know, right now we're, we're in the process of talking about 2020. I got the whole all-star campaign here so that's what i'm the all-star <laughs> game is coming to chicago yeah. in february of 2020 yep what can we expect from this fashion geek all-star game collection because i love it because i miss when people used to do that like wow. it, they kind of backed away from yeah. 
exclusive All-Star Game shoes. I used to look forward to yeah. seeing what was coming for the All-Star Game. Yeah. I like it that this is some exclusive All-Star oh, Game man. stuff we, you're doing. We went crazy. Shout out again to Emery because Emery went straight in the building like, yo, this is Zoe. You guys got to understand what he means to the city. It's his moment. So just let him do him. Get out the way. And the clothing we we created, I'm ecstatic, man. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I can't wait. It's already done sampling. You know what I'm saying? And and I got the whole collection. It's like seven, eight pieces and three shoes. Oh, wow. Yeah, all dropping February in Chicago only. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. Energy, man. I got all my boys coming to the All-Star yeah, Game this year. It's about to be silly, All of them, they looking for Airbnbs right now. <laughs> got to, man. They're trying to budget. Yeah, They're like, man. yo, how many of us can stay with you? I'm like, listen, we'll move this. Three on the floor. Like, got to, man. With sleeping bags. Like, the energy in the city oh, is going to be so crazy, crazy for man. All-Star Game. Crazy, And the man. fact that, that you guys are doing this with Puma, man, is going to be totally insane how do you maintain your brand while working with a special brand like puma well the thing that's the challenging part with it is i'm a conscious dude a lot of people don't know that mm -hmm. so even with my brand if you if you pay attention to the direction i've been like the last six to eight months it's been it's been hidden meanings in a lot of the stuff i've been doing mm -hmm. and as with puma i never want to scare them you know what i'm saying so <laughs> okay. it's like yo don't 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 mess up the bag, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a little difficult for me right now, but what I do, I still just do me, man. Like my vision is strictly, you know, fashion geek. You know what I mean? It's it's just whatever I'm feeling. One 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 t-shirt may say never average, it say never age, or I'm smart, which means I'm art. Like it's hidden messages, and then with Puma, it's more so just design. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because it's a German-based company. You know what I'm saying? We just we just happy to be in the building. And, and 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 we don't want to mess that up. So it's it's a little challenge, but I love it because you you creative on both sides. Right. Yeah, it's dope. And you gotta you gotta still maintain the high quality of, of your brand of while putting your brand into the high quality of Puma brand. Yeah. And you guys, you you know, with Emery being over at, at Puma, you being over at Puma, different people doing stuff with Puma. Y'all have brought Puma back like I've never seen before, oh, it's on man. Fire, man. It's Puma on is fire. on. Fire like oh, yeah, like man. right now. Yeah. And the smart move of getting a lot of these young cats to sign on to the Puma brand. Mm -hmm. You know, your Puma could have went back old school. I yeah. mean, they did re-release some of the Clods and all of that stuff, yeah. which is cool. But y'all just gave Puma a brand new yeah. heat to it it's and just... the energy that I haven't seen from that company in a long time. And, and, and you would know, again, from being a fan of the Fresh, so you get to see the phases, right. the ups and downs. And, I mean, it's evident, man, like just to see so many people – me and my bro Dave Jeff would be out and we'd count the amount of cats that got on Puma and be like, you see this, man? Like, And we not saying it's us, but we know we played a big part right. in, in the movement of what's going on. Well, it's, it's absolutely y'all in Chicago, though, bro. <laughs> it is. You, you know and Dave saying? Jeff, it's absolutely y'all in yeah, the city man. of Chicago, bro. Yeah, Dave would call and say that, and I'd be like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, yeah, we on fire in the city, man. The city just supports the real. I just felt like it was time for something new. And like Emery says, the culture, man. Like, this is real culture. This is not nothing forced. You watching real hip-hop cats, real cats that's out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like what y'all doing. I'm going to support it. And that's what's been happening. Right. And and, and it is. It's it's the culture. Definitely, you know, man. you hear a lot of people throw that word culture yeah, around man. a lot that have nothing yeah. to do with the nothing. culture. Nah. Listen, if you black and you making money off of certain things, 
Stop throwing the culture up on it. <laughs> this shit ain't got nothing to do with the culture. You haven't been around the culture long enough to even... That really bothers me, man. You ain't been around the culture long enough to claim the culture. It bothers me too, man. I'm glad you're speaking on that. Man. No, I have to, man, because I, I see too many people use regular things and try to include it with hip-hop or yeah. with the culture. Oh, I remember... Uh, damn, I can't remember. I can't... Yeah, I think it was... I think her name is Miri Ben Ari. Okay. She's a violinist. Uh-huh. And she, I remember. Yeah. Man, Doing dude, when I, bro, when I tell you I ripped her new one so bad on the radio, and it wasn't directly at her, it was about appropriation of the culture that I love, and yeah. then the record company trying to put her out as a hip hop violinist. No, you're just a violinist. Yep. And You're you, a violinist that likes hip hop music. It doesn't make you a hip. There's no such thing as a hip hop chauffeur. Facts. There's no such thing as a hip hop. I'm the I'm a hip hop <laughs> barber. No, bruh. You're a barber. If you cut, I don't care who hair you cut. It doesn't make you a hip hop fucking barber. What Facts. are you rapping and and cutting at the same time? Facts. It doesn't. No. So I don't like it when people do that. Like if you're part of the culture, let the culture tell you of you're course. part of the culture. Yeah, I say that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Even even back to what you said as far as what we doing. I've never ever came out and said like, yo, I got Puma on fire. The culture is what tells me on the regular, bro. We see what you're doing. Right. They lining up for my shoe. They telling me like, yo. I ain't never had no Pumas. You know what I'm saying? Right. You are the culture, man. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what we into. Everything we do is hip-hop. Me and my man Dante, when we design, and it's, it's hip-hop, and it's usually some 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 real hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what drives us. Like, we, me and you had the, the greatest uh, debate on music before. I'm like, it's all the culture for real, man. Like, that's all we live by, man. I, and it's, it's unfortunate, like you say, when people just... They try to slap and, and, and use what we do for a living. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And say they're part of the culture. Yeah, it's because it's you put a whack. picture of, of Tupac on a T-shirt. Yeah, that's whack. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know what I mean? Because you put Biggie and Tupac, Aaliyah, you want Left Eye, mm-hmm. everybody that passed away, you want to throw them on a T-shirt and then say, this is my my hip-hop or rap T-shirt line. It's not. It's just, it's just it's it could real. be anybody. It's not real. It don't make it rock and roll. It don't make it a rock and roll T-shirt line because you put the Rolling Stones on the T-shirt. Facts. Yeah, Stop just... trying to jump on what we've been building and what we know. When you when you come from this and you love this, like and you a Carl Kanai type of dude that kicked the door open that wasn't there yeah. in the first place. When you them kind of dudes that that came from the bottom of it, when you a fubu dude, mm-hmm. definitely right. Yes. You did that for culture. Of you course. made money, yes, but you did it because there was nobody else else out there that was making jeans that was for us by us and and that's the same same exact model we use making something fresh for us that's accepted by everybody but it's affordable you know what i'm saying yeah but you know what so when 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 you do that and when other designers do that y'all understand us of course it's different than coming from a boardroom of course Course, you live man. it. You understand it. You know what we like. You say this shit is the next wave. You already, you already know. It's like calling Timberland a hip hop boot. It's not. <laughs> no. We made it fresh. Of course. You we still, that. we still make, we still make Timberland of fresh. I still, I just got two pair of forties this week on the right. road. Like, of course. Right. Forever. We do that. And they we, really don't want us in it. Hit, <laughs> they had said it in the past that they didn't want to send it, and then they had us doing style councils and all other kind of shit, and then they started promoting the shit to us because it was making the money. But that doesn't mean it is that that's what the, the Timberland company is. It's not. Yeah. It's what we made it. 
Of course, man. And it's different when you have us that's doing it and you have us that's been around this. You have us that have paid our dues and mm-hmm. have suffered. And then you'd love to see somebody win when they've been of it for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's it's that's 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 the business I'm learning and I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Because now with the what the companies are doing, they're realizing that without us, you you just dying. That's why you see all <laughs> the all the collabs. Right. Every every big brand is is reaching out to that real cultural person that's like, yo, let's 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 build, let's collab, let's create. And of course we gonna be excited because it's the brand that we've been looking up to. But it's just important for us to just give the world a taste of what we doing and just and just push it and, and have a meaning behind it. Right. And that's that's where we at right now, man. And but it's gotta be hundred percent real. Got to because there have been some failed, horribly <laughs> miserable yeah. collaborations and just even between shoe companies and athletes yes it's been like listen man we not wearing calm alone la gets we not we're not <laughs> doing that we're not doing that i see the resurgence of the of the patrick ewan brand yeah back again yeah but that was an authentic brand yeah, that wasn't that was, just man. wasn't somebody throwing some money at somebody and like yeah they're gonna buy this because it's 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 Carl malone nah la get we was we wasn't rocking with y'all bro man, it, it's tough you I say it all the time, like, the dopest collabs is the ones that you can look at and don't think it's a check involved. The ones that just look so dope that it's something that's like, yo, I got a couple collabs on the way based on something that I've been wearing for the longest. Right. So when they drop, people are going to be like, oh, that's so. It's just smoother. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those are the best relationships and the best collabs, man. When I can look at it and be like, yo, this is a check, and I'm not going to say no names, but you're like, yo, this joint is whack, man. Like, we can tell that they just sat, sat you down, excuse me, gave you some money, and you just came up with that. And it's just, it shows. It's definitely not the culture, man. It's yeah, black. definitely not. Yeah, Absolutely black. not. You got nine items in the collection. What's your favorite? The uh, soccer jersey. The soccer jersey and the track jacket. You know what I'm saying? The track jacket I'm wearing. The soccer yeah. jersey, the black one? Yes. Oh, I got to have that, I bro. Got you, bro. Bro, I need yeah. that because Puma got an RSX that matched that to shit exactly. Yeah. I bought the sneakers. I'm like, yo, I need to, I I need to get. I yeah. saw, I saw that. That oh my god, I need to have that, that bro. That meant something. Is that 04? The 04 is the year that we started. The year that just started. Yeah, but yeah. The, that was that was vital because they didn't they didn't get that at first. That was the first thing me and Dante like, yo, we doing a soccer jersey because Puma's always killed the the soccer jersey thing. But we just was gonna make it, you know, D boy fresh with our version on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what we did. That and that's my favorite piece. It came out crazy. That's been one of the if that's that's probably the top seller. You know what I'm saying? It's it's been a zoo. But that's my favorite joint out of Yeah, the bro. And, and it cause it's so clean, it's so beautiful, yeah. and it's unexpected. Nah. And we knew it. It's unexpected. We knew it. We knew it. Like anybody could have did a football jersey. Yes. Anybody could have did a basketball jersey, but a soccer. Yeah. We we overseas with it. We 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 in a different country, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what we was on, like, man. But I love all nine pieces. They all mean something different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of it. You know, from from the varsity jacket, because that's what me and my guys came up making. And by us being domestic, they were so expensive to create a varsity jacket that's like 175. Wow. Not saying it's cheap, but it's still affordable. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was a big deal to me. The basketball shoe. Was we, we we tweaked that because that's something on uh, Puma's vision board, and just to give it a fall aesthetic with like the cork and make it real real. That fall. shit yeah. is fire. Thank you, dog. brother. I love those. You know what I'm saying. Those I knew that are was unexpected. fire. Yeah, yeah, you just 
you just did a humble flex on Instagram <laughs> with those on, like, yeah. You did a humble flex with them. I was like, what are those? Oh, those are Puma. Those, I gotta add those. Man, you know we got you on those that Those are thing. fire, yeah, bro. That, that fire. was just, just, just the thought process, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the socks, of course, you know what I'm saying? It was just different pieces. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell y'all what I did, yo. Let me tell you how wonderful Zoe Jackson is, man. I hit Zoe on on the text. It was like, Zoe, the track jacket, fire. You got any more in the store? Save it. Let me know the price on it. And he hooked me up. Well, you didn't have to do that, bro. I really do appreciate it. But I'm the kind of guy, man, that when I like something, I see my people doing stuff, I support. I will put my dollars down and 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 buy it. And you have. It's it's been several times they've been like, Ed just left the store for the record. You know what I'm saying? That's something people need to hear and know. It's a lot of times they call me like, yo, Ed at the store. I, a lot of pictures, people see me with you with the brand. So, right. And I was nothing. I had no, to. I support I that, bro. Because yeah. when, when it's fire, I want it. I am. I will pay for it. I don't yeah. mind. You know why? Because a lot of us, we do that to each other. Yeah. But we don't go to Gucci action for nothing. Because you can't. <laughs> no matter who you know. Yeah, you got Let me tell that. you something what Mary told me. Mary J. Blige told me, Gucci tells me when they bringing out a new bag. Mm. But she still got to pay for it. <laughs> you you understand fact. what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, 100%. But right now, I think she's at the point now where she don't of pay course. for it no yeah. more. But it but was a time. That one time, they would let her know. They would email her, hey, Mary, this is coming out, <laughs> but we're going to need them dollars. So I don't understand why we can't support our own people like that. You see them doing something. You see them growing. Yeah. You know, I don't call Puff when I want Ciroc. I just go to the store and buy it because yeah. I'm supporting my man in my way. And, and, and the real is going to see that you support and make sure they get it to you because that's just what the real do. Right. I've seen a thousand pictures with you with stuff on. You said, so I need this track jacket. You ain't have to go get it. I you was know. going to get it, bro. <laughs> yeah, That's why I told you, do you have one? Yeah. Can you put it to the side? Because I knew it was going to sell out. Yeah. So I was like, bro, can you put it to the side? I, I was going to come, bro. I was on my way up Yo, there. Get man, that joint. I, I shot a text message. You ain't have to do none of that. Are you kidding I, me? I'm getting that. No, I need that. <laughs> I don't was, fly shit when I see I it. I don't need heat. It, man. I'm just a fan, bro. I'm heavy. Like, this is a heavy thing. I'm heavy on giving the flowers to the guys that paved the way, you know what I'm saying? And I, like I said, bro, I've watched you for years, man. I'm a fan, so it's like I was honored. Biggs hit me up, Rockefeller, uh, Rockefeller Biggs hit yeah. me up the other day. Like, I need everything. Say no more. You know what I'm saying? Emery, send this package home, need this, this, this. Bro, these are the legends that would make me. I, I take a lot from you guys, so I'm honored when I get those type of calls. Yeah, man. man. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And big yeah. shout-out to Emery, man, because – you know, Emory being in that spot and then pulling all of you guys into that into that place, y'all just got Puma on fire. Yeah, it's, it's love. It's all star turn. Can up, people though. get it online? Yes, it's on it's on Puma.com right now. It's on AlonzoJackson.com. I'd rather you go there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'd rather you go to AlonzoJackson.com, but if I don't have anything, it's on Puma.com as well. Okay, so, my first, so go to AlonzoJackson.com yeah. first. Yeah, and my shipping is a lot faster than Puma. <laughs> so, so it's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you make got sure patience. y'all get that, man, and we can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, that shoe release is Black Friday? Yeah, I got a next one is uh, Black Friday. That's a whole collection. I got one shoe, but the whole clothing around it, you know, it's, it's about to be fire. And the NBA All-Star Weekend collection is dropping in February. Yes. We got huge activations, man. I strongly suggest Chicago. We showing out, man. They showing out for All-Star, and we got a huge, huge activation, and everything will be dropping. 
Uh, it's going to be crazy, man. Y'all make sure y'all get it. So always a pleasure, man. Thank you, Five. Appreciate your brother. Thank That's you, my fam. man, Lonzo Love, Jackson, man. man. That Puma collection, fashion geek collection. Y'all need to have it. I know all my boys in New York is geeked up. <laughs> they geek already. They they just fashion they dudes, period, guys, man. man. So yeah. I already know y'all, and I know Chicago. I know what y'all doing. Big shout out to my man, Dave, man. And we love y'all, man. And thanks for listening, all right? <laughs> Come on, son, son. Welcome back to Come On, Son, the podcast. Y'all know what time it is. It's my time. Mr. Ed Lover time. It's Come On, Son time. Don't forget to follow me on all social media at Ed Lover on the gram. Mr. Ed Lover on Twitter. Now, let's get into it. Come on, son. First of all, let's talk about that. I talked about it a little earlier in the show, man, but... Let's talk about little Duval bringing out the quadriplegic in a wheelchair. Come on, son. Whose child was that? And who authorized that? Like, come on, son. That was tasteless. It was disturbing. Then you jumped up on the back of the wheelchair and was humping, son. Come on, son. You get a come on, son, for that little Duval. Even though I said I like you, son, and I thought you was a great host, son, but that part right there, son, made me say, come on, son. Fuck out of here with that, that crazy shit. And speaking a crazy the president is at it again why can't you just be the president like why you got why you got to put your mouth in every single thing dog everything now you talking crazy about Steve Kerr you talking crazy about Popovich who's Steve Kerr is the three-time championship coach with the with the uh you know with, with the Warriors Greg Popovich, longtime coach in San Antonio Spurs, you calling them out about this whole thing with China? Come on, son. Just be the president. You're in enough trouble about what's going on with Ukraine, and you tried to get them to investigate Biden, and you holding money that was voted to give to Ukraine. You holding that money back because they didn't do what you want them to do? That's, that's an abuse of power. They trying to impeach you, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, Amber Geiger getting only 10 years for killing Botham Jean. Come on, son. Why do you think we yelling Black Lives Matter? Because you never act like they matter. I've seen a kid on the first 48 get at least 20 years. 20 years. She walked into this man's apartment and murdered this man and all she got was 10 years. Come on, son. And that's 10 years state time. She probably do five, five and a half. And if she got good behavior less than that, and be home and come on, son, to the judge for hugging her. Let me let me put something down to y'all, man. I understand his brother. That's his brother's opportunity. His brother got killed. A lot of y'all was on all on social media. Oh man, he bugging. Yeah, that's your opinion. You got a right to it. But if he wants to forgive her, like the Bible says, and he's a Christian man, and that's in Matthew, that if you don't forgive people for their sins, then God won't forgive you for yours. That's his prerogative, Bobby Brown style. Come on, son. You got to know that. But the judge hugging her for what? And the bailiff fixing her hair for what? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with all of that, man. That's probably why she only got 10 years. You was loving on her like crazy. Come on, son. And what's up with y'all conspiracy theorists out there, man? Speaking of this whole Amber Geiger thing, the guy that got killed, now y'all want to say all oh, the cops. Y'all don't believe what the cops are saying. Like black people, we got too many conspiracies, son. We got a conspiracy about every single thing. You believe what you want to believe, but I'm come on, son, and all of y'all on social media who don't believe that this man could have 
possibly been involved in some shady dealings and that's why he got killed. You know people in your family that got killed because they were shady. But because this guy was a key witness and then he ends up getting killed, y'all don't believe that he was involved with something? Y'all want to think that's a Dallas Police Department conspiracy? You think the Dallas Police Department is that dumb, okay, that they will conspire to kill this man? You think they care that much about Amber Geiger? She wasn't no captain or, or, or chief of police. She's a regular-ass officer, son. You think they really care that damn much about Amber Geiger to go to the length to have this man killed after he testified just for what? Think before you talk, son. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. Y'all just be a conspiracy theory about everything, man. Every single thing. Y'all got a theory about it that don't make sense. Like the, the, the government killed Tupac and Biggie. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. Wake up, man. Y'all supposed to be awake, but you ain't awake. Still sleep, son. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. And come on, son, to anybody out there hating on the fact that Tyler Perry opened up that brand new studio, the biggest studio, bigger than a lot of them Hollywood studios, and he did it on former Confederate land. Why y'all hating on Tyler Perry? Come on, son. Tyler Perry should be an inspiration to each and every one of us. After Tyler Perry did that, man, none of y'all should be in the streets doing anything, son. Come on, son. Y'all want to hate on Tyler Perry? You know who the people who's hating on Tyler Perry are the people who didn't get an invitation to it. That's who's hating, son. That's you hating, son. You mad because Tyler Perry didn't invite your ass to the grand opening of his studios in Atlanta. Come on, son. If you want to be invited, step your game up. I bet you if your ass would have got invited, you wouldn't be on, on social media hating on Tyler Perry. I bet you that much. And last but not least, come on, son. Goes out to any woman who's ever posted on social media that she looking for a real nigga. That's your problem. Stop looking for niggas and look for a real man. Come on, son. Ladies, you know you mature quicker than a man. Why are you always trying to turn a boy into a man and then you get mad when it don't turn out the way you want it to? Come on, son. Get your shit together. All right? Stop that, man. I'm Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son. And I approve this message. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Love y'all, man. Until new next week. I'm about to say new week. It ain't new week. I'm dumb. Come on, son, myself for saying that. Until next week, same place. Tell your friends to check out the podcast. Got more stuff coming up your way. God bless each and every one of y'all. You keep God first, everything else will fall into place. Thank y'all for tuning me in and never tuning me out. Until next week, come on, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.